1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: They said they would obey God. They said the right things, but they refused to repent at the preaching of John the Baptist. Please note here that God values what we do over what we say. We show our love for God by what we do, not by what we say. First John chapter 5 says, If we love God, we will keep his commandments, not just say that we love him would show that we love Him by our obedience to Him.
1: In today's message, Pastor Dan teaches us that God values our actions over our words. He invites us to a genuine and authentic faith that manifests itself in tangible acts of kindness, mercy, and repentance. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, Jesus paints a vivid picture of God's expectation for us. He tells us that on the day of judgment we will be evaluated, not on our eloquent speeches or grand proclamations, but on how we have fed the hungry, clothed the naked, and cared for the least among us. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 21 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: right, Matthew chapter 21, beginning in verse 23. Now, when Jesus came into the temple, the chief priest and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things and who gave you this authority? But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John. Where was it from, from heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Well, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all count John as a prophet. And so they answered Jesus and said, We do not know. And he said to them, "'Well, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, "'Son, go work today in my vineyard.' And he answered and said, "'I will not.' But afterward he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, "'Likewise.' And he answered and said, "'I go, sir.' But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father?' They said to him, "'Well, the first.' And Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. Hear another parable. There was a certain landowner who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower and he leased it to vine dressers and went into a far country now when vintage time drew near he sent his, his servants to the vine dressers that they might receive its fruit and the vine dressers took his servants beat one killed one stoned another again he sent other servants more than the first and they did likewise to them then last of all he sent his son to them saying they will respect my son but when the vine dressers saw the sun, they said among themselves, Well this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. And so they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine dressers? And they said to him, Well, he will destroy those wicked men miserably, and lease his vineyard to other vine dressers who will render to him the fruits in their season. And Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Now, when the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking of them. But when they sought to lay hands on him, that's not to pray for him, they they feared the multitudes because they took him for a prophet. And Lord, we thank you so much for your word today. We thank you for the gospel of Matthew. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher today and that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's Jesus' final week. He's on his way to the cross where he will die for the sins of the world and be resurrected the third day. He's on his way to the cross to make a way of forgiveness and salvation for mankind. It's, it's the Jewish feast of Passover. They're in Jerusalem during Passover Uh, The population of Jerusalem increased from 600,000 people to 2 to 3 million people that made the pilgrimage to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And so he's in the middle of this final week on his way to the cross here. Verse 23 says, Now when he came into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said by what authority are you doing these things and who gave you this authority so jesus came into the temple this was likely tuesday morning of the passion week again there's tens of thousands of people jammed into those courts during passover and look at verse 23 again try to picture this scene jesus was teaching in the temple courts under one of those covered porticos there were thousands of people in the courts of the temple they're gathered around jesus they're listening to him teach Luke's account says, listen to this, Luke's account says the people hung on every word that he said. I bet they did. You know, one day we will be with Jesus and the Bible says that he will teach us. And we will sit and we will listen to Jesus teach and we will hang on every word. So this crowd is there hanging on every word that Jesus said. You can imagine everyone standing real still, trying to be quiet, listening carefully to his words, concentrating so they can hear him, when suddenly the chief priests and the elders confronted him. They interrupted him while he was teaching. They interrupted him while he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Now, I I don't know if you've ever been in a church service that was suddenly interrupted by someone, but it's pretty startling, pretty unsettling. And and in this case, it wasn't some, you know, demon-possessed person that interrupted Jesus. It was the religious leaders of Judaism that interrupted Jesus as he was teaching and said, hey, by what authority do you do these things? And who gave you this authority to do this? And you can imagine those in the audience were probably pretty shocked by this. I mean, whoa, the religious leaders in their robes. The religious leaders confronting him right here, right now in front of everybody, all these people. And I'm sure some in the crowd are thinking, man, what is the deal? What's going on? Why are the religious leaders so upset with Jesus? Now, remember the religious leaders were plotting how they might destroy Jesus. And and here what they do is they attempt to publicly discredit and humiliate Jesus by confronting him in front of everyone in the temple. And this will backfire badly on the religious leaders. I don't mean to sound like a Sunday morning quarterback here, but you're never going to box in Jesus, right? You're never going to publicly humiliate him and make him look foolish in front of a crowd. That's, that's never going to happen. It's just a dumb idea on the part of the chief priests and the elders. They question his authority in front of everyone. By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you the authority to do this? And, and they're not just talking about teaching here. You know, Jesus healed people. He cleansed lepers. He delivered people from demonic possession. He raised the dead back to life. He forgave sins and declared that People's sins were forgiven. He cleansed the temple just a couple days before this. And now he's teaching in the temple. And they ask, by what authority do you do these things? Everything now is coming to a head. They're going to crucify him in just a few days. And so now there's this confrontation. By what authority do you do these things? And who gave you this authority? Now, the chief priests and the elders, they were the authority in Judaism. Judaism. And they didn't authorize Jesus to do these things. They didn't authorize Jesus to teach in the temple. They didn't give him permission to teach. And so Jesus responds to their question in verse 24. He says, it says but Jesus answered and said to them, "I also will ask you one thing, which of you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. So he's willing to answer their question about his authority, but they've got to answer a question from him first. And really, the answer to his question tells where his authority comes from. He says in verse 25, the baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from God or from men? And so Jesus asked the question, who authorized John the Baptist? Who authorized John the Baptist? Was John's authority from heaven or was John's authority from man? Was John's authority from God or was John's authority from man? Now, if you're taking notes, John chapter 1, verse 6 says, John was a man sent from God. John was sent from God to prepare the nation for their Messiah. John was the forerunner of the Messiah promised in the Old Testament. And Malachi chapter 3 verse 1 says, Behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. God sends his messenger before the Messiah comes to prepare the way for the Messiah. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3 says of John that John was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, calling Israel to prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Remember, the religious leaders asked John, are you the Christ? Are you the Messiah? He said, no, I'm not the Christ. They said, well, who are you then? He said, I'm just a voice of one crying in the wilderness, calling the nation to prepare the way for the Lord. Multitudes, if you remember John's ministry, multitudes came out to John in the wilderness from all over Israel and responded to John's preaching, repenting of their sins, and were baptized. And and so again, Jesus asked, the baptism of John, where was it from? Was it from heaven or from men? And then the religious leaders reasoned among themselves, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? Verse 26, but if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all count John as a prophet. And so, they answered Jesus and said, We don't know.
1: Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs.
2: Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it.
1: Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying.
0: Now, let's finish today's message.
2: The, the, the religious leaders, they have this little huddle to discuss their answer. I kind of picture like family feud, right? When the other family is trying to come up with an answer to steal, right? And here, But these are the religious leaders. These are the chief priests and the elders. They have this little huddle to discuss their answer. And remember, this is happening in front of everyone that's in the temple. Thousands and thousands of people are, are, are standing there watching this go down. The religious leaders probably thought, I wish this wasn't happening in the temple in front of all these people. And and they reasoned among themselves saying, if we say John was from heaven, then Jesus will will say, why then did you not believe him? John said, Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And so if John was sent by God, why didn't you believe what he said about Jesus? But if the religious leaders said john was from men they feared the multitude look what it says for all count john as a prophet notice all count john as a prophet sent from god everyone standing there in that temple court was convinced john was a prophet except for the chief priests all except the chief priests if you remember the chief priests they sent a delegation of priests out to investigate the ministry of John the Baptist when he was baptizing people at the Jordan River out in the desert, out in the wilderness. And when John saw the chief priests, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And he called them to repent publicly in front of everybody. So the chief priests, they didn't like John so much. And they didn't like John's message because John said, you're a brood of vipers and you need to repent. The religious leaders didn't want to acknowledge John as a prophet because if John is a prophet, that means they need to repent. But all, all the people that are there recognized John as a prophet. Luke's account tells us the religious leaders feared, listen to this, that if they said John was from men and not from God, the people would stone them to death. Think about that. They're afraid if they say that John was just from men and not from God, that the crowd that's gathered there in the temple would turn on them and put them to death because they're speaking against a prophet of God. And the crowd would stone them. And just like that, Jesus has the chief priests and elders caught in their own trap. Here they're trying to trap him and humiliate him and discredit him in front of the thousands of people that are there in the temple. And with one question, Jesus turns this whole thing around and now they're in a trap. If they say John was from God, then they should believe what John said about Jesus and they should repent like John told them to. If they say John was from men, the crowd will stone them to death and so they're caught. And they have this little huddle to discuss their answer among themselves. They can't phone a friend. They can't use a lifeline. And so they answered Jesus and said, we don't know. That's their official answer. They're the chief priests. They're the elders of the people. They're supposed to have all the answers. And their answer is, we don't know. Everyone else there knows who John is. Everyone else there knows John was a prophet but the religious leaders don't know that's that's really that's really your answer you don't know you know when a politician is interviewed by a reporter and they refuse to give a straight answer to a question and they dodge the question and they give some kind of word salad for an answer and their non-answer is really their answer they're not answering the question because They don't want to answer the question. They don't want to say the answer. It's not that the religious leaders don't know. They don't want to say. And so they say, we don't know. They tried to embarrass and discredit Jesus in front of everyone, and instead Jesus embarrassed and discredited them in front of everyone. And they answered Jesus and said, we don't know. And Jesus said to them, well, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Now, now please note here how the religious leaders they calculated the consequences of their answer rather than just answering the question honestly. And let me say to you, if there's anybody here and you, you have never really surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, don't make a decision about Jesus Christ on the basis of what others might think. Don't do that calculation. Don't answer that question on the basis of what your friends might think about you if you give your life to Christ or what your family might say about you. Make your decision about Jesus Christ honestly. He offers the forgiveness of sins. He offers the free gift of salvation. The question then is, do you want all of your sins forgiven? Do you want the assurance of salvation? Do you want a relationship with God? Don't worry what others will think about your answer. Just answer the question honestly. Be concerned with God's opinion of you, not the opinion of others. And notice here that Jesus refuses to answer them because they refuse to be honest. Jesus doesn't have to answer dishonest people. And so if you're not being honest with him, you're playing games with him, he's just going to say, okay. And he's not going to answer. Now, Jesus doesn't just leave it there with the chief priests and the elders, he, he continues on here. He's got an audience, right? And he continues now by giving three parables, and we're going to look at two of the three parables. You know, I think about the, these religious leaders. I mean, this must be excruciating now. <laughs> they can't get out of this. Verse 28, but what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first, and he said, Son, go work in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. And then he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. (laughs) The first son initially refused to obey his father, but later regretted it and went and obeyed his father. The second son answered his father respectfully, calling him sir, saying, I go, sir. But then he disobeyed his father and did not go. His respectful speech was just lip service to his father. And then Jesus said to the religious leaders, which of the two did the will of the father? And they said to him, the first. Well, then Jesus explains the parable in verse 31. He says, Assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you, for John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but tax collectors and harlots believed him, and when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. Now, let me just say up front here, in the mind of those religious leaders, the worst sinners were tax collectors and and harlots. You couldn't get lower than tax collectors and harlots. Tax collectors and harlots were forbidden from entering a synagogue or the temple. They weren't even allowed to come in. They were excluded from Jewish religious life because of their lifestyle. In this parable, the first son represents tax collectors and harlots. Initially, tax collectors and harlots they refused to obey God. They lived in a in, in rebellion against God but at the preaching of John the Baptist many tax collectors and harlots came under conviction repented of their sins and began to obey the Lord and walk in his ways the second son in the parable represents the religious leaders they said they would obey God they said the right things but they refused to repent at the preaching of John the Baptist. Please note here that God values what we do over what we say. We show our love for God by what we do, not by what we say. First John chapter 5 says, if we love God, we will keep his commandments. Not just say that we love him, but show that we love him by our obedience to him.
3: He asked me how I know and I say, bring true.
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast, You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's CalvaryEC.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of
3: Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack.